What's up? What's happening, everybody? It's episode number 90. Thinking logically. Joe, Fathers of Liberty, you're back. Today is Tuesday, the New Hampshire primary. I got a couple words for you, Joe. Live free or die. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Living the dream. You know, I've been, uh, it's, it's about three weeks, three, four weeks into 2024. My senses have been heightened and I sent you an article yesterday, which is now the title of the episode that made my blood boil mark. And we'll get to that right now. Before we get to the New Hampshire primary, let's just cover three quick stories that revolve around this article from Philip Bump that, like I said, made my blood boil the title. From the Washington Post, remember, Mark, democracy dies in darkness. Doing your own research is a good way to end up being wrong. And then the, the, the cover photo is Trump supporters confronting Capitol Police in the hallways of the Senate chamber on January 6, 2021. And it just goes on to tell you how you should just listen to outlets like the mainstream media and the Washington Post. And stop doing your own research because you don't know what you're doing. You're wrong. You can't figure it out. You're just, you're just, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. Let us tell you. So let's cover a few stories that came out in the past, I guess, I guess five days, five days to a week. Mark, the laptop from 2020, the Hunter Biden laptop, it was confirmed real on January 17th by the Department of Justice. And they knew it was real the whole time. Um, what if no one did their own research and just listened to the 51 former intel officials that called it Russian disinformation? I, I, I guess the story would have went away by now. Another one. Story revolves around 2020. The voting machine hack. It, a voting machine was hacked in court, Mark, using what? A ballpoint pen? Are you serious? Are you serious? Do you remember what the media said about the election uh, and Trump saying that it wasn't legitimate? They called it the big lie over and over again. They always use the same terms, the big lie, spreading the big lie. Mockingbird well, what, media. Yes. What, the mockingbird media. You said it perfect. Well, what if you didn't do your own research and just listen to the mockingbird media spin the last three years? It came out. Just yesterday, uh, two days ago in court, a Michigan University professor and voting machine expert named J. Alex Halderman hacked into a Dominion voting machine and changed vote totals while using, you guessed it, only a pen. And this was in front of the judge. Judge Amy Tottenberg should immediately issue an order halting the use of these dem demonic machines. This is from George on Twitter. The Georgia leg legislator should also create a law that mandates the hand counting of all ballots. The days of Fannie Willis, Stacey Abrams, Brian Kemp, and Brad Raffensperger are over. Their gaslighting is falling apart in real time. Trump was right. The 2020 election was stolen. Keep in mind, it could be a crime to say that still. We don't know. Uh, also, remember, 81 million votes for Biden. He this is from someone on uh, X. It says the same thing. 81 million votes for Biden. Most secure election in U.S. history, all while Biden broke Obama's record for most votes ever. 
And it has the headline, Breaking, Professor and ex Election Expert Jay Holderman hacks into Dominion Voting Machine Tabulator in court on Friday in Georgia in front of a judge using only a pen to change the vote totals. And the biggest story to come out in the last week, in my opinion, Darren Beatty and Revolver News busted completely open the January 6th pipe bomb story. Mark, what if I told you, and I, I you if you haven't, go to Tucker Carlson on X and watch Darren Beatty. It's about 15 to 20 minutes long. Watch his interview. Watch the whole thing. It'll shock you. What if I told you, Mark, that the person that reported the pipe bomb to Secret Service, where, where Kamala was just feet away, was actually a plain clothes Capitol Police officer? Oh, oh, and just to add in, reminder, Kamala Harris lied about where she was that day, Mark. She was right next to the pipe bomb. Why does she not repeat that every day if this really was an insurrection and that's the narrative you want to go with, Mark? Thoughts? What are my thoughts on 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 which topic? <laughs> the honestly, for the sake of time, the the most important one is the pipe bomber because I think this, and we'll get into way more evidence here, but I think this proves that there's something nefarious going on with not only the pipe bomb but all of January sixth because the protocol from the Secret Service they just get out and lackadaisically wander around they don't secure the scene they don't get kamala harris out of there you figure the secret service would get her out of there and have the capitol police secure the scene none of that happened maybe kamala was what can be unburdened by what has been that day joe um <laughs> this is one of the greatest stories that come out um you know in recent is this whole pipe bomb story I mean, there's there are so many layers to this and so many details that it's hard to even recite those in, in this forum right now. But like you said, go to Tucker Carlson on X, watch the video for yourself with Darren Beatty. I mean, this just blows the whole story wide open. And, and you brought up a good point. Why do they never talk about the pipe bomb? Why does Kamala never bring up the pipe bomb when they talk about January 6th? Why was the pipe bomber never brought up in the January 6th hearings? Oh, because it was actually planted there by the FBI. Jack Posobiec tweeted something uh, not long ago. The picture that was sent to him is actually a pipe bomb with a timer on it that was basically used in for training by the FBI. The same exact pipe bombs were found on January 6th outside of the DNC headquarters and the RNC headquarters, Joe. The same exact pipe bombs, the same exact timers, and the same exact shapes. So were these really bombs and explosive, Joe, that were found by these plainclothes police officers or were they dummy bombs to make a, bring a scare about something? Oh, and the fact that they were supposed to go off right at one o'clock as the votes were being tabulated um, for president. But yet they were found within like 15 minutes of each other while they were there for like over, what, 12, 14 hours? Yeah, both well, of them they, found within 15 minutes of each other. They think, but if you watch the Tucker interview, it'll explain more. They think the video that they've been giving us of the guy placing the pipe bombs actually edited in some of the video they're releasing. This is the FBI is edited video, they're saying. None of it makes any sense. 
There's a bomb laying there. The bomb is discovered. And the, 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 Kamala Harris is about to be the vice president in a couple, uh, what, two weeks. Why? And she's also a U.S. senator, by the way. Why is she not immediately evacuated out of there? Instead, they get out. The Secret Service doesn't investigate the scene. They protect the president or the vice president or whoever their protectee is. Maybe I'm wrong. We have, maybe we can get an expert here. But if I was running things, that's how I would do it. You know, don't worry about investigating. Let's maybe just get Kamala Harris out of there. We'll worry about if it's a fake bomb later. Let's just assume it is. A, you know, let's just assume it might be a real bomb and get Kamala out of here. But none of that happened. None of that happened. I, w- I want to just bring up one point about the FBI. What, what is going on with the FBI, Joe? How did the FBI get to the point where it is today? I watched American Nightmare on Netflix the other day. Three episode story about an abduction that occurred, a kidnapping that occurred in California. And it's very possible that the the, the kidnapper was possibly a source for the FBI. The FBI wanted nothing to do with this investigation. You have to watch American Nightmare to see of the total negligence and lack of interest the FBI had in this case. Um, it, it just blows my mind. I just watched Cat Turd's video with Tucker Carlson. And, you know, he was saying, Tucker Carlson asked him if, if, if he thinks that he'll still be able to speak freely a year from now if Joe Biden's reelected. And the cat turd said he is worried the FBI might frame him. He's already told his family the FBI might frame me. He said, I want an FBI that I could trust, that I can rely on. But yet we have the exact opposite. It's like they're the enemy of the people. And it just blows my mind. We're at the point we are today with the FBI. What happened? Maybe Vivek is right. Maybe we need to dismantle the FBI completely. So... Well, you were you were talking about a kidnapping case, and that that's a great segue because you you wonder how could this happen? Who's investigating this? How could the pipe bomber not be found? Well, let me explain. Darren Beatty on X says, "Guess guess who's in guess who's the head of this investigation? Guess who's the head of the FBI pipe bomb investigation?" According to Darren Beatty. It's the same guy that that was promoted from the Detroit field office where he oversaw the Michigan kidnapping entrapment plot. Remember uh, Governor Whitner from Michigan? I guess his name's Stephen D'Antorono. Yep. So that's, what are the odds of that, Mark? And then here's another thing from Darren J. Beattie. There's overwhelming evidence to suggest that January 6th pipe bombs were decoys planted to divert resources from the the attack on the Capitol. This was Capitol Police head Steve Sun's theory. Only problem is how could the pipe bomber have counted on these bombs being randomly discovered exactly as the attack on the Capitol unfolded? It is true because they were sitting there for 17 hours. And when you see the video of the plain closed or the, 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 the Capitol Police officer that's in plain clothes, walk up. There's no urgency. And it's not like you're a random citizen. You're a Capitol Police officer. You know, whether you're in plain clothes or not, there's no urgency that there's a pipe bomb right next to the DNC headquarters. It's just, it's too much for me. It's too much at this point. This is, if this doesn't scream setup, I don't know what does. And then on top of that, Joe, if this is a setup, 
then how wasn't the rest of January 6th the setup as well? That's all I have to say. Right. So I implore you to do your own research. Be an informed citizen from now on. Imagine like not paying attention and not knowing that, you know, COVID came from a lot. We, we'll go back to Russiagate from 2016 that Russia helped Trump steal the 2016 election back whenever accusing the other side of stealing an election was cool and you were able to investigate it for four years. Uh, the, my In closing, why does the mainstream media still have an ounce of credibility in this country? And that's a simple answer, I guess. It's because you give them it. You give them the credibility by actually listening and believing what they say. Yeah. You know what? Kat Tur brought up a good point, Joe. You know, history is is written by the winners. I think we can all agree by that, right? Yes. Kat Tur said in 100 years from now, he said people will still be talking about Donald Trump because of what they're doing to him, literally, in, in these days, right? Mm -hmm. He said, why aren't the Republicans fighting back? Why aren't they having their own January 6th committee? He said the Republicans should have their own January 6th committee, have their own January 6th hearings, not allow a single Democrat on the committee, call their own witnesses, broadcast it on C-SPAN every single day, and talk about this stuff. It makes perfect sense. You would think if they had any balls, they would. And Kat Turd reiterated a point that we have shared on this podcast before. We can't stand both parties, Republicans or Democrats. Can't stand people in both parties. So, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. If they had any balls, they would. If we get we get a bigger majority in 2024 into 2025, they absolutely should do that, but they won't because they're gutless. It's frustrating. It is. It is definitely, definitely frustrating. When will it end? If it ever will. I would say we could vote our way out of it, but after we just covered in point two with the ballpoint pen, I don't know if we could vote our way out of this as long as we use machines. Yeah. So, all right, on to uh, on to the next topic, um, the New Hampshire primary. And honestly, for sake of time, we're not going to play the clip. But what did we say, Ron DeSantis, to save any credibility he has with MAGA or the movement, he has to drop out before New Hampshire. I think he got the uh I think he read the tea leaves. I think he got the smoke signals there, Mark. DeSantis out. He endorsed Trump. Um in return, Trump dropped the nickname DeSantimonious. Uh near nearly a quarter billion dollars wasted, Mark. But hey, at least it was Rhino money, I guess. Before we move on to Nikki Haley and her awful, awful campaign. Anything you want to say and do you want to light a candle for Ron? Do you anything? I got something here, Joe. Hold on one sec. I said that's a okay. You just said, Will I be using the name Ron the Sanctimonious? I said that name is officially retired. <laughs> it is retired. <laughs> that's a great video. Um, I feel bad for Ron. I, you know, I really wasn't paying too much attention to his campaign, but all of the conservative media types said that his, he ran an awful campaign. Cat uh, Turd even said he Vivek ran the campaign that Ron DeSantis should have ran. 
I, I just don't know why he did it now. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, the bases overlap. The policies overlap. You know, DeSantis was kind of born out of MAGA, born out of Trump almost. It just doesn't make any sense to me why he did this now. I like DeSantis. You know, as many people that have listened to this podcast know, he's a, a cousin of my cousin. Um, you know, he has ties here to Western Pennsylvania. I, it just doesn't make any sense. I think he did the right thing by dropping out now. I think this salvaged his political career. Dan Bongino made the statement yesterday that he would make a great secretary of defense. I would agree with that. You know, he's only 43, 44 years old. He's not that old. You know, he has a bright future ahead of him, hopefully. Um, I just don't know if this hurt his chances for 2028 or not. But, uh, you know, what's done is done. And he is uh, back to Florida where he can run the state, you know, for whatever time he has left there. So that's my thoughts on on Ron. It it leaves me scratching my head because we've talked about this in private extensively. I I I still don't know if he legitimately ran a legitimate campaign, or in hindsight, it, it's it's like all kayfabe when you hear him say that when you hear Trump say the sanctimonious nickname is officially retired, and it's it's almost like the whole time he was just trying to drain some rhino money, and they did a quarter billion dollars of it. I don't know. That's that's conspiracy land. But uh, I just I've never seen someone fall from grace so hard and fast like Ron DeSantis did. He was at 40 percent when he announced in tw late 2022, I think. And he's and he's down below, you know, around 10 percent now as he dropped out. I don't I don't know what the deal is with his his people on social media. They're saying that his some of his corp supporters are um, re really attacking Trump and MAGA. In, in the in the base there. So I'm not really sure what happened with that. But, um, you know, from what I've been hearing and reading that there is a lot of bad blood between, you know, his core supporters in, in the MAGA base. So we'll see if they if they come over to, to MAGA or not. But he endorsed Trump. He, he made the right decision there over Nimrata. But um, her time is now ticking because uh, her best chance to win any state is to is tonight is New Hampshire. If she doesn't win New Hampshire, she's not going to win a state. This is it for her. I don't know how much longer she's going to stay in the race after tonight. We'll see. She might pull off the upset, upset and win tonight and knock off Trump. Though I highly doubt that will happen. Could, though. Um, again, this is her best chance. Trump had a rally the other night where he brought up several elected officials, elected congressmen, and women from South Carolina. South Carolina on stage at a rally in New Hampshire to endorse him. I mean, Tim Scott was one of them. He's pulling out all the stops with these people from South Carolina to give her the final death blow. You know, when they say, when you have somebody down, you step on them. Trump is stepping on her right now. And again, I don't know who is, like, who's voting for Nikki Haley? I don't know one person... <laughs> I know that is voting for Nikki Haley that even talks about her, that even likes her. She's clearly a, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. She's clearly a, a Democratic plant. I don't even know if she's a Republican. She is a very scary individual in like Trump calls her bird brain. Joe. Well, I, I just can't believe she the only thing she was right about was it being a two race, two horse race after she came in third in Iowa because somehow she knew Ron to sanctimonious. Sorry, nickname retired. Ron DeSantis, 
was uh, going to drop out, it felt like. But anyway, th- she had a terrible final week at her campaign in New Hampshire. It came out, first of all, that she cheated on her husband twice with two different people. And you mentioned, Mark, or Mark, you mentioned Trump bringing Tim Scott and other South Carolina Republicans with him to New Hampshire. I hope he doesn't pull Bill and Hillary Clinton like in 2016 and start bringing the two people that Nikki Haley cheated on her husband with to campaign events because it could get ugly. But after that news broke, after the affair was confirmed, Nikki Haley and her campaign thought it would be a genius idea to have her get in a car with Chris Sununu by herself in the front seat as if they were on a date and and drive around to, I don't know, a mountaintop, a makeout point. I don't know where they went. Remember, the plan is to get Democrats to come in and vote for Haley to make this thing look close, at least. Don't be surprised if this thing goes into the next day or night. We have to state that. Will they pause the voting again in a small little state like New Hampshire? There's no reason, Mark. This should be done by, by midnight. Everything should be counted and done. There's no reason it takes more than a few hours. How long does it take these people to count a few black dots on a sheet of paper? I, I, I don't know. And, and in closing about the New Hampshire, Nikki Haley, everything. On the other side, Trump, he's in court today because a juror was sick yesterday. And I guess the, the date needed to be rescheduled. The judge rescheduled it for today, election day in New Hampshire. Tell me how this is not election interference. We knew this was going to happen at some point where he's going to be his court dates overlap with primary dates. (laughs) Imagine this happening on Super Tuesday, though. But Chris Sununu is just looks like a slimy dude. I was just reading about him earlier today. I, I I just Googled him just to see about him. He is like enamored with with Nimrata Haley. And I'm not sure why. Why would you pick to be on the losing team? Like, are these people that stupid, Joe? Are these people that stupid that they can't see the writing on the wall? If they actually think that people like Ron DeSantis and Nimrata Haley have a chance to beat Donald Trump? I'm not just saying that because I'm on Team Trump. Even Vivek, you know, like Candace Owens, you know, who threw her weight behind Vivek. And I don't have a problem with that. I like Vivek too. But when you are an elected official like Chris Sununu, these governors who are throwing their weight and endorsing people like Nimrata, I just don't get it. Like, what's the, what are you gaining out of that? I, I honestly do not get it. I feel like these people are, are freaking just, they're morons. But, you know, uh, Laura Loomer, she is a uh, one person wrecking ball. She has just been up there popping into different events, just torturing Nimrata Haley and Chris Sununu at some of these events. Um, They've actually thrown her out of a couple of them. But yeah, it's interesting. But, you know, Trump Force One will be up in uh, New Hampshire probably later on tonight after his uh, day in court. And uh, yeah, I I don't think this, (laughs) I don't think they'll be counting votes into tomorrow, but you never know. Someone just texted me out of the blue, and I, I don't know. I have to bring this up. I want to bet Gavin Newsom. To, I want to bet Gavin Newsom to win the presidential election. He's plus two thousand, meaning I guess he's twenty to one odds. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is just a random person. I don't know why they texted me this, but regardless, if 
I don't know the, the person's politics or, or what I, I want to say they're Democrat. If they're clearly not for Biden. So what's that tell you? That's just, I'm just starting to stray away, but that was just a weird text to get. Asking advice on who if she, he, he or she wants to bet Gavin Newsom at 20 to one odds to win the presidency. It might not be a bad bet. It might not. Um, he was on real time with Bill Maher. Uh, I think the season premiere of his first episode, I think it was like, I don't know what now, 10 days or 10 days ago or something. Uh, I don't think it's going to be good. It could be Gavin Newsom. You know, if you were the Democratic Party and if you think, well, Trump just, they asked Trump, was it yesterday? Do you think Biden's going to drop out of the race? He said, yeah, I think he's going to drop out eventually. Speaking of morons, I mean, there's no way the Democrats can think that Biden is going to be able to campaign or do anything like that this summer. Who knows? But if he does drop out, who are you going to nominate at the convention, Joe? Probably Gavin Newsom. I'll give you some other odds. To, I'll give you, there's, I think, seven seven people they have listed here. I'll tell you all of them right now. You just, And then we'll move on to the Board of Security and the new CR. Odds to win. Donald Trump Sr. Basically, even money. You got to bet $110 to win 100 Joe Biden, plus 175 meaning 100 bucks gives you back 175 Gavin Newsom, 100 bucks gives you $2,000 back. Nikki Haley. Plus fifteen hundred, meaning a hundred bucks wins you fifteen hundred. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. plus two thousand, same odds as Newsom. And the last one, this is actually on BetUS.com. Michelle Obama at nine to one odds, plus nine hundred. Wow, what have we been saying since the first episode? It was crazy talk, man. Um, all right, uh, it was fun to cover. We, we kind of took a little turn there, but that was fun. Crazy yeah. election. Let's uh, let's move on to something that's not fun, though, Mark. There was a new CR with zero border security. So on Friday, the What's House a CR Joe for our listeners that don't know, um, continuing resolution. So it just keeps the money just flowing for everything. Right. Um, I don't know how else I could explain that any shorter or better. But yeah, on Friday, the House passed a new CR kicking can down the road until I believe March first or seventh. Some of them expire on the first. Some of the seventh, eighth. So. For those listening, my opinion, we need to vacate the chair again. There was no border security involved in this deal. We got hosed. And when I say we, I mean all of us, the American people. So while the House passed this deal to keep the government open, this all happened on Friday, I believe, Joe Biden and his administration put Ukraine above the situation on our southern border. I believe they all met with Joe Biden. Where's this from? Yeah, they were all meeting with Joe Biden. This is on January 18th, 2024. So it was last week or the 17th. Um, and let Karine Jean-Pierre tell you what the focus was when they were supposed to be talking about border security. Our focus today, the president's focus today is going to be about Ukraine and the importance of continuing to support Ukraine as they fight against tyranny, as they fight against uh, President Putin's aggression. That's going to be the focus and I said, the president is, you know, he brings people together, obviously is, is willing to, to listen uh, to what folks have to say, but that is the purpose as Ukraine uh, and those negotiations on the Hill, on the Senate side is going to continue. So they, they had Democrats and Republicans meeting and they decided to talk about Ukraine instead of our southern border. And then Mark, we, great transition because you sent me this the other day, speaking of the border. We're going to go into the Supreme Court that ruled five to four to allow the federal government to cut razor wire 
and really get the invasion going in this country. Mark, what are your thoughts on that? I want to see what Texas does. You know, I know you have that <laughs> is thought as well, but I can't believe Amy Coney Barrett sided with John Roberts and the other uh, liberals on the court in this decision. Jack Posobiec is trying to find some silver lining in this decision. You know, basically this decision was talking about cutting razor wire. Um, nothing else, just cutting razor wire. I I'm not sure. I'm not a legal expert. I'm not a legal scholar. I don't know what precedent has been set here with this, um, with this decision and this ruling. I mean, is it is it Texas's border or is it the federal border? You know, that's what I was kind of thinking. That that's why they sided with the. Um, that's why the majority won. You know, uh, or, or opposed Texas in this decision. But what's Greg Abbott going to do? What's Ken Paxton going to do? He could defy. The Supreme Court and not allow the I believe Customs and Border Patrol, Joe, want the razor wire up. I don't believe the Customs and Border Patrol want people legally coming across illegally coming across the border. I believe that they just want to do their job. Texas is making it easier for them to do their job by preventing these illegals from coming into the country illegally. Texas is securing the border. How bad, though, my first thought, though, Joe, of all. How bad does the Biden administration hate Americans if they went to the Supreme Court and asked them for an emergency hearing for this? How bad does our government hate you if they did this? Think about that for a second. This isn't about compassion anymore. This isn't about allowing these poor huddled masses coming into the country. <laughs> it's, it's beyond that. I mean, we are way past that. The, the, the face of America is changing forever. The country we grew up in is never going to be the same. The country our children, Joe, our very young children are going to grow up in, is going to be radically different than the one we grew up in. God help us all. If there are sleeper cells coming across the southern border, which most likely there are, just playing the odds, and they are activated at some point during this year or beyond, and they carry out a terrorist attack inside this country. God forbid if that happens. I, I just, it blows my mind. And I'm what I'm afraid of, Joe, what I'm afraid of the most, Joe, is they are going to grant amnesty to all of the illegals that are already in this country and make them citizens automatically with the stroke of a pen. Because the Republican Party, number one, has no balls at all. And number two is holding on to a very, very slim majority in the House of Representatives. You know it's bad when John Fetterman is speaking out against the crisis on the border. John, John Fetterman brought up a good point. Well, he said, I don't understand why this has to be a political issue. Our border is not secure. Again, we've been talking about this for like literally like over a year and a half. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's really sad also. That's it is very sad because people are dying, and that that's 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 the case that they're using the Biden administration. They're saying it's it's costing lives. Well, no, no shit, it's costing lives. You got to cross a river, and people are drowning. Kids are drowning. Now, 
just to touch on it real quick, is it the right decision legally? I, I don't know. Pro, pro, probably because it's a federal border. That doesn't mean that because the federal government can legally cut the razor wire, that they should cut the razor wire. So what's Texas going to do? It, it seems our side always respects the court decisions and the other side doesn't. Look at Roe v. Wade no less than two years ago. So if sanctuary cities get to ignore federal law and keep immigrants in their cities and give them driver's licenses and everything else, why can't Texas ignore federal law and keep them out? You're going to have, like we said in episode one, they're, they're trying to have a civil war here. What they're going to get is a revolution. That's what's going to happen. But whatever Texas does next, it's a standoff. This is like Fort Sumter stuff here. Over illegal immigrants crossing into the country. It's crazy. And then the other side saying, remove the statue. Remove the poem, send it all back to France because we don't deserve it. That's their argument. Your government hates you. Remember that. Um, all right, uh, let's move on to oh, the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's actually right here. This is um, a clip from so my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. This is Max Frost, Demo freshman Democrat. Let's be honest with immigrants who deserve better than what you're offering them. Don't welcome immigrants if you plan to reject them. If you keep pushing your bigoted HR2 bill. No, no one. We don't want them. No one's asking for them. These are illegal immigrants. And I just want everyone to know there's a giant picture of the Statue of Liberty in the background. Then also pass this bill. I've taken the liberty of drafting it for you. It removes the Statue of Liberty, our largest symbol that tells people to come here. This is who you are, removing the fabric of America. So I want to know which Republican who supports and voted for H.R. 2 will introduce this bill. They love that poem at, the, at certain times of the... It all depends what time of the year and what's going on. They love that poem and that statue. Uh, Amazing. Okay. Right. Uh, Joe, this next story, I, I'm, I'm just not buying it. I'm, I'm sorry the smell... This, Smell fishy from the beginning at the two Navy SEALs that were dead. Um, the declared deceased over in the um, what, what body of water was it, the Red Sea or somewhere in the Middle East? Go ahead, Joe. What do you have on this? So, two Navy SEALs are dead after miss, uh, a mission led by a bedridden, if you remember, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. They were declared missing, and I guess now. It's been uh, a long time, and they've declared them actually dead. Uh, they were something to see January 11th, and it took place off the coast of Somalia, where the sea SEALs were engaged in operations to seize Iranian-made weapons bound for the Houthis in Yemen. The first SEAL was caught in turbulent seas during nighttime boarding of a boat where the weapons were discovered. The second SEAL jumped in the water to attempt to rescue the following uh, – attempt to – attempt a rescue following protocol despite a substantial 10-day search over an expanse of 21,000 square miles um, by u.s japanese and spanish air and naval units they were unable to find them so i don't know who's at fault here I, I, i've seen the left for four years blame trump over everything from missile attacks that gave soldiers headaches to the killing of a journalist and i believe it was turkey uh, what was his name? Caution. No, he, Trump's it's his fault for everything. Will we ever even question if the fact that Lloyd Austin, the secretary of defense, him being in a hospital bed and getting surgery, not being around anything at all to do with this? We probably won't. It's sad, it's sad because these are American lives 
and they're gone and they served our country and they probably deserve better than this. This just doesn't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just not sure I'm buying the story um, to have two Navy SEALs drowned. These are like the best swimmers on the planet. Um, you know, maybe they did, you know, we believe them. They went eight foot swells or whatever it was. Who knows? But, but Mark, honestly, I, I, in my brain, I didn't even think of they, they were lying about like something. I just thought, wow, total incompetence, and they're trying to cover up because of Lloyd Austin. I was, that you make a great point. In, in my brain, I didn't even think that there could be a lot more to this that they're trying to cover up because there's been just so many other stories out there. I know, uh, but again, these are like these are Navy SEALs. You know, um, rest in peace. Thank you for your service to this country. It's a shame that you were put in this position, but. Uh, Again, rest in peace and, you know, thank you. So uh, next is this mumbling idiot, Alex Soros, the son of George Soros. We got some great audio out of him from the WEF uh, talking about, I don't yeah, Joe, was he like high or hung over? I don't know if he always just looks like that or what. Maybe he's just, just depressed because he knows it could all be coming to an end here and no one's buying his stuff and they are desperate. But uh he kept saying like fundamentally, like trying to sound smart, fundamentally in uh contestations, and he, he just kept like stumbling. I'm like, what this this dude just come off like a total banger, like of a night with you know, Coke and hookers or what? Billionaire sons usually aren't the smartest people. So yeah. Rich dad, poor dad situations. Right. But but yeah, he he tweeted uh out um something with very interesting tweet. Uh, last year the crime and inflation crisis largely evaporated. So did the leading theories about what it caused them. And then below that's a picture of a bullet hole in the glass with some money, and the money added up to 47. Hmm. <laughs> It's just a conspiracy, Mark. You're crazy. There's no way. And on top of that, uh, people pointed out that the dollars actually had some different sayings on them, like um, silver certificate. That's interesting. Uh, does that mean it's a silver bullet? Trump's a werewolf. Yeah. So Alex Soros... If they're doing this out in the public, Joe. They're putting this right in our face. What are they saying behind closed doors? How desperate are they? I mean, stupid, desperate, whatever adjective you want to use, I just, uh, I don't know. This seems, it, it, had like Tucker Carlson never asked Trump about getting assassinated and that not been like a main news story or the media actually saying that, and then this comes out, it's just, the odds are just crazy. I'm sorry. Doesn't mean anything. Right. The Atlantic. The Atlantic. I wonder who they're owned by. <laughs> very, very, very left of left paper. Um, all right, Joe, let's wrap up here. I know you have one more thing on Uvalde, and then we are going to call it an episode. Go ahead, Joe. It's from Colin Rugg on Twitter. Uh, X, I'm sorry. New, a nearly 600-page DOJ report claims Uvalde police officers did nothing for 77 minutes while 19 children were shot dead. These officers should be in prison. Instead of hunting down the government, one officer was seen checking his cell phone while another made sure his hands were properly sanitized. The report said 376 law enforcement personnel at the scene did nothing for nearly an hour and a half 
while the gunman executed 19 children and two teachers. Hold them accountable. All I'm going to say is I've seen the video. I've seen the um, sheriff. Uh, there's a cover up there. And I'm not going to get into any Alex Jones stuff because I don't want to be sued for a billion dollars. But there's something being hidden about what happened at Uvalde. I don't disagree with you. So, all right, uh, we need to wrap up. So thank you for listening. Continue to share this out with all of your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to spread the gospel of the of the two patriots uh, that we are, the two fathers here. Uh, continue listening, guys. Stay vigilant. Stay aware. And we will see you next week. Big primary tonight. Don't don't sleep. Watch it. Watch every second of the news coverage. Watch them weep. Or cheat. Peace.